Hey gang, welcome to Dateline Louisiana, a provocative look at the deepest of the deep southern states. Thoughts that are informative, candid, humorous, and sometimes controversial about life in one of the most interesting and rabble-rousing states in the nation. Here are your hosts, Lana Gray and Jim Brown. Hey, welcome to our show today. This is a podcast we do on regular occasions. You can get hear all of our podcasts at DatelineLouisiana.com. I'm here with my co-host, Ronna Wright Gray. Ronna, glad you joined us. No, Doug, not glad, glad you and I joined the podcast today, right? I'm just glad to be anywhere today. I'm very, I'm very possessive. I'm very possessive. We got producer Chris in the studio here with us, and we're talking about several subjects that have come from the U.S. Supreme Court, one of which involves uh, uh, gay issues involving same-sex wedding uh cakes and same-sex production uh, or uh, websites. Right, for a wedding. Uh, now, now, explain that to me, Ronnie. You, you follow the Supreme Court. What? Why is the website <laughs> an issue involving gay issues? Well, the, the, the cake issue was already settled, and they let the, the baker of the uh, fancy cakes who didn't. And, and I would say these are Supreme Court decisions right. that have come That's down. That's a previous decision right, uh-huh. that he could— refused to bake a cake for a same-sex couple. So apparently uh, a person who does some graphic design work for him is the next case up about the websites. And she brings forward that she's considering branching out into doing wedding websites Mm -hmm. and does not want to have to do any for same-sex marriages. And she fights this out on the local level, and she's having some problems because you're not supposed to be able to take a hypothetical uh, case up up the ladder headed toward the Supreme Court. And so she's not even a web designer. She's considering expanding her business into this. So they're the Attorney General of Colorado is battling her on the issue of uh, you don't have any standing because you don't have a person. And then all of a sudden she goes, oh, but I do. And she produces an inquiry that came in through her website. Not anyone she ever met or talked to or met with and met the couple and made these decisions, but she produces something that comes in through the website and said, yes, I do. So... It goes all the way to the Supreme Court. Based- First of all, this Colorado uh, opposed her, said, no, you cannot uh, you c- cannot refuse if right. you're going to be in the commerce of business and right. have the proper licenses and everything you, in Colorado. You're going to have to, to uh, open your business up for anybody. So that Correct. was what the Colorado court said. Correct. Okay, now- so she gets all the way to the Supreme Court, and they side with her. And within— you know, probably hours of the decision coming down, the media looks up the person who submitted the request through her website uh, for a wedding with his same-sex partner, and he says, number one, I've never submitted anything to her website. Number two, I'm a web designer. If I wanted a wedding website, I'd build my own. And number three, he's been happily married to a woman for 15 years. He's not gay. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't know anything about this prior to the Supreme Court decision coming out. 
So they run back to her. The press goes back to her, and and her lawyers say, well, she had no way. This could be spam. She had no way of knowing if this was a real inquiry or not. So the circumstances are very fishy on this. But let's let's put that. That's really a minor <laughs> issue, though, not about so who, who conned who. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, the issue is uh, if uh, someone is building websites for couples who are getting married and a gay couple says, will you build us a website? And the person says, no, I don't do websites for gay couples. Isn't that the whole issue right there, whether that's, that is legal under the, uh, under the equal protection clauses that go into business coming from the Supreme Court? That, that's the issue, isn't it? Well, since, like the Supreme Court, you seem to want to deal in hypotheticals, yes, that is the— Point well, I don't deal in hypothetical. I'm saying that's that's well, that's the. If you don't deal in hypotheticals, there was no case to take forward. Well, but it, but the, right, let's go to the wedding cake then. Should the baker, should the baker who has a bakery, and a couple comes and says, "Want you to make us a a, a cake uh, for our gay wedding," and he says, "I don't do cakes for gay weddings." Should should he be allowed to do that, or is he violating certain provisions? Of and I I'm not sure how the equal protection clause is involved because he's producing a product and he's got there's licenses and everything involved. But should he be able to do that? She said, No, I I, I I'm gonna only bake cakes for anybody. I only in fact I decided I'm only going to bake cakes for uh, uh for people who are under four feet five inches tall that's that's my limit i'm not gonna do anything else and that's what i'm gonna do can an individual in terms of your freedoms and living and you know being able to decide what you want to do with your life should you be able to say i'm only going to be able to bake cakes for people under five foot four foot five Yes or no? I'm, that's well, there's a, only one lawyer on this podcast. That's and it's right. Not me. Well, <laughs> so. but no, but, but no, but you've got a, you've got a, an opinion. And, but I, and, I don't like opening the door for discrimination. That's kind of where I come down on that. You're baking a cake. You know, you have no idea when that cake goes out the door. If it goes to a party where only gay people eat the cake, you know, or something like that, you're opening the door on discrimination. Do you? Do you force people whose beliefs are against interracial marriages? Do you say to them, well, you don't have to do that for them. It's all the same. And I just think it's a, open, it's a slippery slope to start saying, okay, we agree with you. You can discriminate against those people. Well, I, I, I guess I would take the tack that, <clears throat> that as in, you know, is, are my individual rights. And the Supreme Court apparently agrees with that. That's what they with agreed that. with, right. The Supreme Court agrees that uh, should the individual's right to pick and choose what they want to do business-wise. I got a haircut this morning. I got it from a barber in Baton Rouge. He's a workout buddy of mine, happens to be African-American. And uh, we laughed. He said, you know, you're my only white customer that I have here. And he says, you know, all my customers are African-American. He's got a black barber shop. And I had, uh, you all can't see on the podcast, but Ron and Chris, how'd he do? You think my haircut looks pretty good? good? He looks great. I think he did a pretty good job. (laughs) Yeah. I think he did a good job on it. But um, uh, should he say, listen, uh, I like to do the the cornrows and I like to do these special cuts that appeal to young African-Americans. And I'm just not going to 
just just met with the mess with the white guy. I don't want to mess with the white guys anymore. Should is that is is that something he should be able to do, or do, can I go in and force him to say, uh uh-uh, uh, you're going to cut my hair. I'm going to stand right here, and you're going to cut my hair, uh, whether you like it or not. Uh, what do you think? You got the haircut. <laughs> what do you think? Gave me a pretty good haircut. Uh, no, I, I I agree with the Supreme Court. I think that individual choice. Uh, it we almost, as you say, it's a problem uh, looking for a or it's a solution looking for a problem because if I know that son of a gun, uh, if if I've involved in a gay wedding and I know that son of a gun Baker is discriminating at me, well, to heck with him. I agree with to that. To heck with him. Uh, think, not yeah. only am I not going to go to do business, I'm going to put out on my Facebook, don't go <laughs> near that guy. Don't go near that guy. So, you know, sometimes we create these issues that come up. That, that So who has – now, I'm sure if we think about it here, we can find some individual rights that, you know, uh, the do- – well, we, it used to be an abortion issue. You know, doctors who could give an abortion. Uh, the COVID shot. If I'm living in a very rural community, and there's only one doctor there, and he uh, and her nurse, and she says, "No, I, I don't believe in in these COVID shots." I, I'm, uh, you know, I agree with Robert Kennedy Jr. and and the Attorney General of Louisiana. I'm not going to give you the shots. And uh, well, all of a sudden, she's put my life in jeopardy in that case. So you know, I can see some issues that come up to where. Uh, that discriminatory activity kind of hurts my health or, or injures me in some way. But the fact that I can't get a cake made, you know, go down the street or go on the Internet or something like <laughs> he must that. must have been I, a I, heck of a baker. I mean, if they wanted it that badly, they wanted a cake <laughs> that badly because I'm with you. I would have only had to sense that there might be some discrimination going on, and I'd be out the door. The dirty look. The, the, the or kind if of... your barber had said, you know, look, I'm used to having a really thick head of hair here, something to work yeah. with. I don't think I'm doing anything with You ain't my kind this. of guy. You, you know. probably would have headed on down the street too. Nope. But um, I don't know. I just think, on the in the face of discrimination, to be able to say to somebody, "I don't agree with your life, and therefore you can't eat my cake, you can't uh, purchase my services that I provide to everyone else." I think if it's done on the basis of discrimination, it's just a bad thing. And then the the baker, uh, baker says, "Gosh, I'm sorry, I'm just swamped. Yeah, I'm I'm overrun. <laughs> you know, on both sides of the aisle, they're looking for a fight. They're what looking for a street person, brawl, right, yeah, Chris? Yeah. What kind of person is he that he had to tell him, you know, yeah, his I'm opinion? <laughs> yeah. First of all, I, I you know. Did they say we've got a gay wedding, and or maybe uh, there's little uh, two little males or two females <laughs> on top of the cake or something like that? Uh-uh. Send him uh-uh. over the- <laughs> None of that. Not my not my bakery. <laughs> Send him over the edge. I know. Yeah. Uh, those- it's just all. This is all taking up Supreme Court time, getting these decisions because there's a link between the web designer the future web designer and the baker they are in together they're just looking for people to go run cases up to the supreme court and they found them and the supreme court i think if i remember reading correctly there are like twenty-eight thousand 
filings before the Supreme Court, and they take 64 cases a year. And this is one. This is one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, any event, that ought to be a state. They're not, you know. They're if, looking for these cultural <coughs> issues that can they can get some things on record. And to me, it's just a little fishy that it is allowing people to be discriminated against. Uh, well, I agree with you. I agree with you. So, uh, and that's that's basically most of these issues we've talked about. So you wonder if the legislatures in each of these states was doing their job, these issues never should have been should have gotten to the Supreme Court. So, so uh, now where does this go? Is it now the uh, <coughs> limousine service can't let same-sex couples ride in their cars? Uber can a new Uber? <laughs> Uber, you know yeah. where does this stop? That's why. Opening the door for this just seems dangerous to me. Uh, but there's going to be – I'm a big fan of Neil Katyal, who was Solicitor General uh, uh, and argues at more cases before the Supreme Court successfully than almost any other lawyer, I, I think, is his current record. And um, he's all over this, uh, the fact that it's a hypothetical case and it's unconstitutional to take a hypothetical case before the Supreme Court. So he's he's saying that the Colorado Attorney General has a mandate to go back with a case to the Supreme Court and, and challenge this, uh, the fact that this was done on a hypothetical. Of course, I'm sure they already have another one in the works, in the pipeline. And uh, also people being disbarred for taking it to the Supreme Court. But the average guy like Chris and I, we don't care about that. We don't care about that kind of stuff. You know, get get to the crux of the whole thing. And uh, and, and it should go back to the, the attorney general. Colorado should make that decision. I think that I think it's I don't poo poo the issue. I think it's a legitimate issue about bacon cake. But it, it ought to be decided. It should have been decided in Colorado. And if the attorney general said you can't do it, then you, you can't do it. But that's the kind of thing that's cluttering the Supreme Court. That's the kind of thing I think we do on a state-by-state -state basis, is my opinion. So. I'd like to see a story about how it got to the Supreme Court over per perhaps more important issues. Yeah, oh, my gosh, like yeah. I say. Who, who, uh, who picks those? <clears throat> some of the issues, are, like you say, some of the issues the court is dealing with when there are— people who are on death row that are about to be executed right. and we don't worry about that kind of thing we worry more about uh uh you know these uh issues that really don't have a bearing on the on how people live and, and we ought to keep up that focus the court the court should never accepted that case to begin with and they have you know the supreme court you get me on a rant here about about how incompetent the supreme court is but you know, they don't televise any cases. They won't. Right. They're afraid of, of letting the public see how how they, they act. Uh, they take three month vacations. The court now is not meeting right now. They're off in Italy. I think one of the judges lecturing, and they get paid for this. Right. This guy Clarence Thomas and and what Alito, he's on taking fishing trips with uh, billionaires. Uh, with billionaires, yeah. And, uh, and this and, other guy, Leonard Leo, is. Probably helping pick which of those 64 cases get to the Supreme Court. He's helping pick an awful lot of Supreme Court justices. Well, the uh, the clerks, I'm told, or the, the, the Supreme Court clerks, the, the judge themselves, don't even look what cases are taken. It's all done by the clerks. So uh, <laughs> Who, who uh, write the opinions, probably. Uh, uh, well, I'm sure they do. <laughs> of course they do. So uh, anyway, the Supreme Court, 
I don't know what the answer is on the court, but the, it's been such a disappointment. There's been, and it's seen in the public perception. I said before that uh, the the approval rate of the Supreme Court yes. has dropped dramatically. Just dropped dramatically. Are, you, how are you on expanding the court? The numbers. Well, I don't want to see it become a a, a political flow. I think in a nation that over they only see sixty four cases. The courts of appeals, like we live in the Fifth Circuit, Fifth Circuit courts of appeals got about 20, 25 judges for just three states. Right. So if you've got 25, three states, 25 judges, maybe we ought to have a court that is 12, 13 uh, people. And so we can get more work done because they're not they're not getting very much work done right now. I don't like the fact that the uh, uh, the the. Democrats want to do it so that the Democratic president can appoint a couple of members real quick. And that comes down to the whole lifetime appointment. Should they, you know, let you serve on there for 25 years? Right. Why, you know, what other job, Chris, <laughs> you know, one other job where you get lifetime tenure, you're there for the rest of your life. I don't want to get politics into it where you only serve six years then the other party can knock you out. But 25 years, you know, right. uh, isn't that long enough? I mean, why should you sit there for the rest of your life and be an old curmudgeon who, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, that and that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she should have resigned from the Supreme Court. She was uh, she was uh, not in good health and, and physical health, terrible. And 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 look what she did. She caused a real imbalance for the Democrats. She was a right. Democratic appointee. And and Trump appointed younger judges. And so Who will be there for be there 50, 50 years. years. Yeah, for 50 years. <laughs> so uh, uh, if they want to do something responsibly, yeah. I would say cut down the terms of all these federal judges and then let them bring their knowledge out to go teach or something like that. But don't stay there. Uh, do you the think there'll be enough pressure on Justice Roberts to do any kind of reform or any kind of uh, inspector general type activity? Or do you think they just ride it out because they've always been able to? Well, there's been some real problems on th- th- this Clarence Thomas stuff to where uh, he had one guy in Texas give him millions of dollars, give him yachts and private airplanes and that just doesn't pass the smell test to me. I mean, uh, I know. Uh, Buy his I, mother's house for a lot of money and, oh, she can continue living there. Uh, and uh, now, that's just a payment. There is no ethics. See, they have they're not covered by any ethics laws. Uh, we're over, I'm over at uh, rest, local restaurants, Serops, that you both know. And I'm uh, uh, and I know the folks there and I'm married to a Lebanese lady and we eat there a lot. And, we, and so I'm in there. And there's several lawyers, and and no, there's no. Uh, I think the one lawyer got me excuse himself. I'm there with a, a federal judge, and I know him, a nice guy. And it came time to pick up the check. I grabbed the check. He says, "Oh no, Jim, you can't buy my lunch." I said, well, "Judge, I don't. You know, you buy mine next time." He says, "No, no, no, no. I've got to pay for my own lunch. That's part of the code of ethics we have as a federal judge." So I can't buy him. Too bad he wasn't on the Supreme Court. Huh? <laughs> That's right. I can't buy him a. a Chicken shrama salad costs eight bu- bucks. That's that's not proper. But Thomas and Alito can take millions of dollars of gifts uh, along those lines, and it just doesn't pass the smell test yeah, I at agree all. With you. So the court should have some some strict uh, ethical standards. They have pay them a little bit more money. But I mean uh, that's that's uh, 
you know, you don't get on the Supreme Court to to make a killing of a living, and and uh, uh, you do that. I I don't Go mind to Congress them, for that. <laughs> I don't mind them socializing out in the public with their wives, and and uh, that there's nothing improper about that. But when you get on private airplanes and and that kind of thing, that just doesn't pass the smell test. And invariably, it's people whose businesses. Have something to appear before the Supreme Court, yes. you know, the outside, and yes. it just doesn't look well. Some of them have had like twenty cases. You're talking about sixty-four a year. Some of them have had eighteen, twenty cases come before over the tenure of them courting Clarence Thomas. No doubt about it. So, well, uh, we hope that changes. I think they ought to let cameras in the courtroom, have a strong code of ethics. And then get to work. Quit taking three-month vacations. Get to work. Like, as you referred to, Rana, their, uh, their aides, uh, their uh, associates, uh, uh, they write the opinions, do so much of the work anyway. So I hope that comes about with a change. Hey, we're going to shut it I down here. I hope they listen right. to you, Jim. That'd be all good recommendations for them. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll make them. <laughs> I'm sure Justice Roberts will tune in to our podcast That's right. and say, Jim, I, I get a few good points here. I heard that on Dateline, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, boy. Hey, all you justices need to start listening <laughs> to that podcast. <laughs> all right. Ron, have a great week. Uh, Chris, thank you for producing our show. Our website is datelinelouisiana.com. And you can email us if you've got a show topic. We'd love to hear from you. Huey, H-U-E-Y, at datelinelouisiana.com. We'll be here again next week with another podcast. Thanks for listening. Take care. Enjoy the summer heat. Make the best of it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Dateline Louisiana with Jim Brown and Ronna Gray. To subscribe to this podcast or contact Jim or Ronna, visit datelinelouisiana.com. We hope you'll join us again next week for more news and reflections from the Bayou State.